Fun Fans Podcast. Yeah, that sounds a little freaky, don't it? It does, especially when we're not saying anything. <laughs> That's the Instagram effect. Okay. Which means I'm going to have to stop that all over again. Stop it. Or did I fix it? I don't know, but we've been live for 50 seconds. 50 seconds. Hello again, and welcome to another episode 53 seconds into the Fun Fans Podcast. With you, as always, myself. I'm the host, James Diller. With me, as always, my co host, Bailey Jackson. How you doing, Bailey? I'm good. I'm good. Got the back to school blues. Back to school. It is here. It is upon us. That was uh, Grayson. She just can't stand it. But, uh, Hey, we've got a great show today. We're going to reflect and discuss the Gator Bowl. When it's called, when you've waited an extended period of time to talk about something, it's, it's called reflecting. So today yes. we're reflecting. We're reflecting on the Gator Bowl. Uh, we're talking about the other bowl games and some playoffs. And we might even, we definitely can project into the national championship game for tomorrow. And we're going to hear about Bailey's uh, bowl trip and talk some basketball. But first, the fun fans are a proud part of the Fanboys Fangirls Sports Podcasting Network. If you're a true sports fan, the Fanboys Fangirls <coughs> is perfect for you. Find various nationwide podcasts and other sports media at thefanboys.com and all forms of social media. The Fun Fans Podcast is the official podcast for Clemson fans. And what do we like to eat? Oh, we love Rubens. Food, sports, spirits, and catering the best wings around with two locations in the upstate. 1083 Batesville Road in Greer, 11028 Anderson Road in Piedmont. Find them at rubensc.com. Rubens is simply a great place to eat for all sports fans, especially Tiger fans. Especially Tiger fans. Uh, we're also brought to you in part by Diamond Etch Products. Uh, Diamond Etch Products is official partner with Clemson University, and we're going to talk about our new relationship and how we're going to help you, the consumer, more easily get your diamond edge products later on in the show. Just real quick. I want to, you know, so we hadn't been on for a while. If you've listened to the show, you know, my mother-in-law was, was, uh, uh battling with some cancer and she had some issues with the cancer treatment. Unfortunately, um, uh, December was not a good month for the family. She went into hospice and, uh, she went to the, entered the eternal transfer portal just a couple of hours after the Clemson, uh, bowl game on December 29th. So much love to the Stevensons and Porters and my family is greatly appreciated. And, uh, but that's where we were and uh, we're into our new normal uh, without Momo. So here we go. Segment one, Clemson versus Kentucky. If nothing else, now we're going to throw our thoughts and it has been, we're reflecting. We're reflecting. Yes. What a way to end the season, right? Yeah. Great. It was great. No matter what, in it with a dub. So, what'd you think about Bailey? You were actually at the game. Tell us your yeah. thoughts. Well, I mean, it was an exciting game, no doubt about that. Especially from the seven-minute mark in the fourth quarter to the end. Um, and you know, Kentucky made some comments on social media prior to the game that hey, it didn't matter 
you know, Clemson had some opt-outs. They had their whole roster pretty much, and they were going to, you know, show Clemson what SEC football was all about. Well, uh, they did for the most part of the game, honestly. Yeah. And the, there was – the two plays they scored on in the fourth quarter, the first one was a breakdown in coverage. Mm-hmm. Or not the, not the scoring play, but the next one, that, that was a great play call. If you watch that play – that guy that was wide open was the fullback that faked the block and then snuck out when everybody committed to their coverage. And it was a great play call. I, we got home at like midnight, and I watched mm-hmm. the fourth quarter when we got home uh, from Jacksonville. Because you were crump. Well, yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to, you know, reflect on my trip. Yeah, reflect. And um, Well, it was – it's easy for me to say now, but if you go back and watch my interview with uh, Brad on the College Sports Cast, another he's actually the Kentucky fan uh, with the fanboys. Did an interview with him before the game, and um, I talked about you know where we were going to be weak was where obviously where our players had opted out. The right. defensive secondary was going to be pretty vulnerable. And if anything, you know, the depth on defense overall, especially, you know, with the linebackers and the the rest of the defensive secondary, uh, you know, and offensively we should have been okay. But, um, you know, the the overall, the bottom line, if you look at that game, that game is a very good example of what was good and bad about our season. We won the turnover margin. We won the game. That's, That's the bottom line. Yeah, I thought the defense in the fourth quarter, I mean, second half, I mean, it was like four straight turnovers, three or four. Yeah. And um, and they were calls turnovers. Now, yeah. one of them, that Kentucky kid, he's he's kicking himself. He should have been holding that ball a whole lot better. He would just hit that hey. out of his hand. But the other ones were, I mean, you got a batted pass at the line of scrimmage and then right. I can't remember who it was now, but makes a diving catch to make an interception. I mean, that's – Oh, that's uh, Barrett Carter. He, he blocked it yeah. and called it. Yeah. So you, you're talking about takeaways uh, versus just fumbles by the other team, in my opinion, or at least two out of the three. And then for Cade and the, you know, our young offense and, you know, missing, you know, the only, uh, I guess, transfer portal opt out offensive player with, with Bo Collins okay. missing. Yeah. I mean, for them to the, put it the together. The offense that, was actually. It, Healthier than they had been. They had Antonio Williams played. The offense, yeah, compared to the rest of the season, they were just as, if not more healthy uh, than the rest of the season. And, you know, I love it when they call me Big Mafa. Had a day. Had a day. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a good player. I, I, you know, he's been better than Shipley all year. If you want to know the truth, if we're gonna if we're gonna tell the truth. Yep. Then, then Mafa was better than Shipley all season. Um, so, hey, but the best part about the fourth quarter, I mean, it was it was a great football game to watch uh, in person. Mm-hmm. It would have been better. You could see more on television. But the best thing was right after we scored the winning touchdown, they showed the cheerleaders for an extended period of time. Oh, yeah. And for all these years, my daughter's, my mom was always looking for Katie on television. They never show the cheerleaders. They never show the cheerleaders. Well, they were all up in her 
yes. face. We for saw like that. 20 or 30 seconds. Yeah, yep. my phone started blowing up. Yeah. Uh, That's awesome. Katie, Katie was on TV. Katie was on TV. Yep. Thank you. I'm trying to get out so of here. Speak, speaking of, and, and that was Katie's final football game. Uh, so hopefully she had a good time. Oh, yeah. It was a good trip. I mean, they, um, you know, it's it's something she hasn't been able to do uh, yeah. either for, because of COVID. Her first year COVID, she only cheered at two games. She had to stand on the hill at like a 45-degree angle and try to cheer. Um, so, hey, it was a great way to finish. And she's, you don't she's have got a couple basketball games left to go, but that was her last football game. We I, we want to know. I want to know when they're doing the recognition thing because, of course, we want to go to some basketball games anyway. But we would definitely want to be at that one. And just one last question about Kate being Katie's last. Did Jay cry? You don't really have to tell me, but no, actually, every everybody was okay. Um, Very good. And I think it was because the game was so intense. We oh. we really didn't have a chance to think about that, honestly. Um, Word. Because it was just like the emotion, the roller coaster was, you know, thankfully we finished in the best spot. <laughs> yeah. The fourth quarter was full of energy. And when you need energy, scan this QR code or go to W.GG and enter promo code FUNFANS for 10% off your W energy drink. And, uh, hey, it is a jitterless energy, and it's very refreshing. I have mine in the in place of afternoon coffee. And the company so, that makes it makes it for gamers. So you know yes. it's good stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, and I thought that very interesting as well. Okay, yes. so other bowl games, just to touch on, like I say, we're reflecting. It's so long ago. It's kind of old news to a certain extent. But we, we can't get on here and not talk, at least for a minute. The bowl game that seemed to got the most attention is the Orange Bowl. You mean where, the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Florida State JV team? Exactly. Yes, right. that ball game. And I don't understand. It's amazing. Social media is the best and worst thing that could have ever happened to to our society because a news article will, will literally quote Georgia's coach as saying, we don't have – we've got all our players. Right. Even the kids that are leaving are in it, they're all playing. But then – these fans or these robots or whatever they are, and they're not even Georgia folks. We'll sit there and, well, here's all that. Well, they had these guys in. Well, everybody's got people injured. I'm talking about the ones that just aren't playing. And Florida State's got a list of basically everybody. And it just – it is the prime example of what is, quote, what is wrong with college football right now, and everybody says it's not good. And when Kirby Smart gets on at his press conference and basically says something has to be done because that yeah. was a waste of their time. Yes. And this is the thing I'm, 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 I'm going to say, and I may have said this before, but this is being recorded. So hear me now. Believe me later. The people that are writing the checks for those bowl games are eventually going to say, I'm not paying for that product. Right, we're cutting a check for the undefeated ACC champion Florida State. That that's the team we've invited to come play to the Orange Bowl, and we're going to cut this check if that team 
comes right. to the Orange Bowl. There's no way they're going to continue to fork up millions and millions of dollars for a lesser product. It's And it might take five or eight years for that to happen. But if something doesn't change with transfer portal and the opt-outs, that's going to happen. Think about if it were your money. I have a solution. And, and I know um, this, this segment um, should not take forever. We're good. But here is my solution. When you sign an NIL deal, somehow there's got to be some. Uh, I know there's some oversight from the universities on all this stuff, but it's got to be written in that deal. You get it if you finish the season, and the and season this- finishing is the last game, including the bowl game. See what's happening right now. What's happening right now is. The bowl games are no longer college football postseason. The bowl games are college football preseason for next right. year. What Clemson put on the field is the foundation of next year's team, and that was the case for almost every team except for the playoff teams. And But who wants to do a preseason game nine months before your season starts? You're exactly the, pro- the, the catch from what I know about what you said. That would – the NIL money's coming from sponsors. So I don't know that they have contractual control, but they might. Same the, thing. The though. universities all now have initiatives and have people that help those players manage that. That's true. All right. And that still could be a thing because if I'm, I don't know, just if I'm Toyota and, you know, I'm paying NIL for Bailey Jackson, I want Bailey Jackson on the field when Florida State plays in that Orange Bowl. Right. So and I'm same telling thing. you. If Toyota gave me some money, I'd play. <laughs> and see, that that we could go on and on forever. Yeah. But that gets into – you and I would play regardless. I have one more thought on this. Here's the deal. I get the guys that are going to the NFL. I get it. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've had a little cold. And if you don't want to play and you go, Coach, man, I can't. I can't afford the insurance policy. And I can't afford to get hurt either because this is going to change my life going to yep. the NFL. I'm okay with those guys. I'm not okay with the guys that transfer or go into the portal and then they're still on the sideline. Oh, definitely. That's uh, what, you know, Kentucky had players. I can't remember now, but I knew I was ready for our show that we were going to do in Jacksonville. They had players that had entered the portal, but they were still – they actually played. They didn't just stay on the sideline. They played. No way, pal. No way. Yeah, that's out. Well, one thing people say is a simple solution is you don't you don't open the portal until, right. you know, January so 1 or something. Tuesday January morning. January 2nd. Yeah. Tuesday morning. So, theoretically, that would – you know, that would solve a lot of the issues. Who who started this it's thing? It's not going to happen, though, because they want those kids to get there and enroll early and practice all winter. Well, they know they're going to do it. So if they if it if it opened on January 2nd, that gets past the New Year's Six Bowls, you just make it – you have to make it happen fast. With Colleges don't start classes until a week or two into January like anyway. Like a lot of them were having move-in days today. I saw yeah. that. Um, so – Anyway, that like I said, we could we could talk for everybody. Know we did a show on how we feel about all this stuff, but this is this is definitely some examples of how 
things have, everybody's saying things have got to change. The bowl season, people aren't going to pay millions of dollars for the teams to come for preseason games, which is what they're turning into. Uh, and and that's just that's just that. And I don't look at the, speaking of the injuries. How many injuries? How many career ending injuries happened during the bowl season? You remember? Uh, any? I don't think I don't know, but I know I Shipley mean, had a scare, but he's fine. He's fine. So I mean, it is a risk, but still, I, it's 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 almost decades and decades and decades of kids mm-hmm. playing in the bowl games and right. then going on to the NFL. It wasn't until whoever this first person was that say, "Hey, you should just not play." Right. That that kind of mentality, and then it dominoed into the into a mess. All right, well, I mean, I, let let's um, you know, you could even look at it from a the Gator Bowl was the only the bottom level was open, and it was not full. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last year, when the Gamecocks played Notre Dame, the place was full. Now, granted, Notre Dame's a national brand. The Gamecocks don't go to bowls very often, so they all travel. Right. But I'm telling you, there was a lack of attendance um, in Jacksonville. And there were still 30, 40, 50,000 people there, but maybe 40. I guess TV rights, the city (laughs) makes money. The city needs people to come in. Oh, well, yeah, it's funny because that's what we talked about on News 4 Jacksonville. Yeah, all right. Speaking of, that's a good transition. While Bailey was in Jacksonville, look at at there. Bailey Jackson, Clemson fan. In case anybody was wondering, Clemson fan, since he's wearing his Orioles. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to be on television. So how'd that happen? Tell us that story. Uh, All right, so we were – the cheerleaders were meeting – they were on their bus. They were going to tour the Naval Museum downtown, and then they were being released to go downtown to eat lunch on their own. So we decided we would meet our daughter downtown Jacksonville and have lunch with her. This was the day before the game. Right. And we walk into this place. It's just right there on the main road that goes right by the stadium, probably Duval something Boulevard. Um. And we walk in, there's two guys there, two locals sitting at the bar. It's it's 1130-ish in the morning. We're waiting on Katie. We're getting menus. We're sitting down to eat. And this lady has this guy. We, she's dressed really nice. And she has a guy that's got shorts and a T-shirt on. I'm like, this is strange. She comes up to us and she goes, hey, I, I'm so-and-so with Channel 4 News Jacksonville. And we're doing a story about the Gator Bowl and fans coming into town. Would he, any of you want to be on camera? And the three people that I was with all said, he'll do it. <laughs> so now I'm out on the street. Yes. Uh, being interviewed and part of the story that ran that night. The funny thing about this is the next day she did a story. I saw her at the pep rally later, by the way, okay. and the camera guy. And um, this, which was six, seven hours after the fact. The next day, they ran a follow-up story where she was actually at the game interviewing people, and she interviewed another person from Clover, South Carolina, at the game. Yeah. Cool. All right, well, fans, go find uh, WJXY. It's News 4 Jacksonville is all I know. News 4 Jax, J-A-X. Yeah. And you can, if you want to check out that interview, but that's an interesting story. 
And then, uh, so you're at the pep rally. Yep. And is there some story behind the pep rally? You sent me a picture, so you you cue me when to when to throw it up there. Oh, I saw Trevor Lawrence at the pep rally. Oh yeah, there he there is. There he is. Um, uh, the pep rally was. Uh, how can I put this nicely? It could have been done way better. I thought. Need um, a little more pep. The pep rally itself. I mean, it was basically you know how pep rallies go. If you it's when you have them at school, you plan them, and you got this game and that game, and you know you do this to the teacher, you dunk this person in the or hit this person with the pie. But this was just more of a hey, here's the band, here are the cheerleaders, here are the rally cats. They're gonna do us something. The band played several songs. The cheerleaders did a couple cheers. Rally cats danced to a song. Go Tigers. That's pretty much it, huh? And there were probably thousand people. And when you got the band and everybody else there, a thousand two hundred people. Yeah, I saw pictures. <laughs> it definitely like a good crowd. Like I say, where you want to support the city that's putting on the bowl game. So, you know, if nothing else, the idea is to get everybody together. Well, it was actually and, out and then, Jacksonville Beach, which was fifteen minutes out. Yeah, hitting some, hitting some restaurants uh, like we talked with Grayson uh, before the the bowl game. So. Hopefully everybody had a good time. And, you know, also we were going to, during our bowl special, we were going to do, we're going to rank halftime shows. And I did the research or tried to do the research and nobody was posting what their halftime show was going to be. So we said, okay, we'll wait until afterwards. And, you know, the way my bowl season went, I didn't even get to watch as many bowl games as I normally would have. Only halftime shows. I saw. I saw some marching band. And the bands the, played. That's it. Yeah. So that there's there's one thing they're kind of cutting back on expenses. There was a time when there was a performer. I remember going to the Citrus Bowl when I was, you know, you know, eighties, nineties, whenever when Clemson went all those years, and they had a you know a, a pop singer person sing. It was semi, you know, similar to you know, nothing near what the Super Bowl does, but they brought in somebody that you, Bruce Springsteen or something. That well, you, would know uh, who it was. you probably remember they put, brought in the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC or somebody, right? Yeah. Something like that. So <clears throat> we got to, you know, we're, we're, listen up bowl games. You got to work on your halftime shows a little bit there, but you know who the real winner is in the bowl games? In my opinion, who the pop tarts, pop tarts killed it. Well, the Pop Tarts Bowl is the formerly known as the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> okay, so they're 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 still doing things right down there in the Citrus Bowl. The the Pop Tart mascot was the was the fan favorite. I, I think wasn't that was NC State's uh, game. I don't even yeah. know what happened with the game, but there's videos out there of the Pop Pop Tart mascot popping the referee on the on the butt, and and then the way he went down in the toaster and then, you know, the, the winners got to <laughs> yeah. eat the big pop. That was awesome. I mean, he sacrificed himself to the winner of the game. So I guess I'll have to, you know, get another. Have to get one for next year. For next year. But uh, definitely the winner of the bowl season uh, was the Pop-Tarts Bowl and the Pop-Tarts mascot. All right, wrapping up the football part. The playoff games were good games. Absolutely. And I just want to say this. Just because the games were closed does not mean the committee got it right. Right. They're not supposed to be prognosticators. They're supposed to put the four best teams slash most deserving teams, whatever you want to say. You know, you don't know if the games are going to be good or not. You base it on what has happened in the past. 
but whatever. They were good games. Washington looked, as they have all season, They even against Texas, legit. Yeah, Alabama, I don't know. You know, Alabama didn't really play as good as they played, in, in my opinion, but it not to discredit Michigan because it could have been because of Michigan being a good team and uh, yeah. not being able to play. So that was a that was a real slobber knocker of a game. Kind of surprised that Michigan really won it in the trenches. Well, they kind of got beat for three quarters, <laughs> or really three and a half quarters. But hey, final yeah. score matters. Final score. So yeah, those were definitely good games. Looking forward to Washington versus uh, Michigan tomorrow night. And we'll be back Wednesday to talk about that. So we got to. You want to make a prediction? We 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 started making predictions every once in a while. Everybody's been going against Washington. I'm gonna say Washington. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So all they right, got pur- they got purple in their uniforms. There you go. That works. But I feel like I should pull from Michigan because um, uh, one of the coaches at my school um, is a huge Michigan fan. Um, so. Well, I don't know if the whole sign stealing thing really has anything to do with the games this season, but you know, there're definitely a lot of people out there that feel like me that if they did something wrong and they're going to get punished, they should have been punished and she really should have never been allowed in the postseason. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out. I mean, hopefully, surely for goodness in the world, they're not going to win the whole thing and then the NCAA try to come back and take away that don't do that. I don't hope do not. That. that just just let it ride. It should have done something already, but it is January. That is the last game coming up tomorrow night and allows us fans to transition into the next season. That's right. Which is basketball. Bailey, it is. Update. All right, folks. And I won't call people out that are on Twitter that constantly blast the, the Clemson basketball program. This is one of the best teams Clemson's ever had. The ACC is back, and it is tough. It's tough. So they went on the road Wednesday night and ran into Miami, who was, let me remind you, a Final Four team last year. Yep. And only lost one player and added Florida State's best player from the transfer portal. Yep. And and then Miami proceeds to shoot 60-plus percent in the second half. You are not going to win that game, period. I don't care who you are. Been there, done that. So Miami's very good, lost a tough one on the road. Carolina yesterday at Clemson, another tough one, a tough matchup. All right, so they're one and two in the ACC. It's okay. They have the 17th. Their their net ranking is 17. Those are – I mean, us, them, us and the two teams that we lost to – I don't, maybe one other. That, that's going to be the top four teams in ACC, the right? ACC has nine teams in the top 75. Yeah. Net ranking. And that's one major indicator of NCAA tournament teams. And teams go up and down during the season anyway. I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson was one in three after Wednesday night. They play at Virginia Tech, a very tough place to play against a very well-coached basketball team. <laughs> with a lot of experience back. So it's okay. The whoever okay. wins ACC is going to have five, six, four, five, six losses easily. That's how good cool. everybody is. 
So it's still a long road ahead for the basketball season. But you know what else? Gymnastics is about to start up very soon. Yep. Baseball season is right around the corner. It's always exciting. Uh, April 6th is the spring football. So it's just going to be wide open. It's going to stay wide open here on the Fun Fans Podcast. And I think you added something about a so a, a signee. There's a couple clips of signees that had um, that the there were all star games this weekend for high school kids. The ones that didn't go early. And T.J. Moore from Tampa, Florida, is a big time receiver that Clemson um, somehow got out of Florida. He had offers mm-hmm. from Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. He had 11 catches. For 180 yards and two touchdowns. In an all-star game. If you look at his the Twitter feed from the all-star game itself, they showed him doing drills this week. And I'm telling you. He's legit. You, don't, you should have bought stock. Should have bought stock, man. Dabo offered it. Because <laughs> hey, and we got some wide receiver out West, of Texas. West Coast coming in. He's already there. Yeah. Sammy Brown from Jefferson, Georgia, linebacker coming in. Got another lineman coming in. Hey, I should have worn sunglasses. That's how bright the future is. It's on. I can't wait. Awesome. And, and, right. and look, let's go back to the last drive against All Kentucky. Right. Cade Klubnick led them down the field. Yep. In the last drive. Okay. That was huge. He makes some unbelievable plays. And then he, you know, he tries a little too hard sometimes. You can't fault him for that. I think the dude can play. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Speaking of a former Clemson quarterback, has DJ signed with anybody yet? DJ Uyanga Lalele. I thought it was Florida State. He committed to Florida State, right? Uh, that's what with, I was With no guarantees of being the number one quarterback. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Now, I don't know. We'll did see. Did you see the nation's best quarterback? Which Went is to Boise State. Well, I'm a listen, and you tell me, see if you agree. And I'm not going to call any names, and I don't really keep up with too much outside of Clemson. Don't even keep up with every little thing with all this transfer stuff in Clemson. But you tell me, there are a lot of kids that will enter the transfer portal. And basically, that's just a new way of saying, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting football. I'm quitting. Because and they can't get back in, they don't get back in, and the people are like, "Well, they shouldn't have done that because that's unfortunate." But it also gives them an out, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's just a way for them to to quit without using the you know nobody likes to be known as a quitter. Oh, I went in the transfer portal and couldn't find a place to go. Okay, well, dang, that's unfortunate. Uh, but there there seems to be some folks where that's getting to be the thing. The way to the way to quit, but that's good. That's good. So yeah, future's bright. Speaking of the future, we're going to be coming back this Wednesday, eight thirty. Uh, I've got a guest lined up, so I've been and I'm going to work harder oh, behind on some stuff. Also behind on our new partnership with Diamond Edge Products. Bailey, you want to yeah. say a little bit about Diamond that? Diamond Products is an officially licensed partner with Clipson University. These guys have mastered a diamond laser engraving process, and they can put almost any design on items such as license plates, yard signs, tumblers, water bottles, and more for high-quality, forever-lasting, custom-engraved product. Check out DiamondEdgeProducts.com. 
All right, so very soon we're going to be providing you with a link that'll make it more convenient for you to order your Dominex products versus having to email anybody or even find their website. So we'll be posting uh, a special link just for fun fans and to make your Dominex product orders. But, uh, you know, due to the family situation that's been going on for a while, a little behind on stuff, we're going to get that taken care of. Also, the Fun Fans Podcast, our new official Amazon affiliates. Okay. So start to look for a product of the week uh, from Amazon, from us. And uh, so the new exciting way to start season three. This is our third season. This this fall will be the third football season, Baylor, that we've had a podcast. Today is the first show of season three. Can you believe it? You know, it's like that song that says, don't blink. Don't it blink. Just go, it just goes by so fast. It does go by so fast. And it's a great first show of the third season. Uh, no matter what's going on in college football, it's always good to win your bowl. That's the key, and we did it. Uh, we're looking forward to what Clemson brings us next season. We're looking forward to the spring, and uh, we hope you enjoyed your new new year, everyone. We weren't here to say that for everybody, and uh, we hope everybody enjoyed the show. Thanks again for checking us out each and every week. Don't forget to click subscribe on the Fun Fans Podcast YouTube channel as well as your favorite podcast platform. Follow us and share on all forms of social media. On behalf of the Fun Fans Podcast, J Thriller Entertainment, the Fanboys Fangirls Podcast Network, and Bailey Jackson. We out of here. It's 2024, everybody. Happy New Year. Two foe. Go Tigers.